It's the AFC Asian Cup, folks. Welcome back to the channel. Make sure to subscribe and join our community as we continue covering this beautiful Asian Cup. The semifinals are here, and we had Jordan face off against South Korea in what's been one of the craziest, craziest journeys for both these teams, honestly. Jordan upset South Korea and completely, utterly, dismantles and destroys this South Korean yeah. side under Klinsman yep. and shows that they were not just deserving of this victory, but they were on this day and probably throughout this entire tournament, the better team. Jordan gets a huge historic victory here and they see themselves in the final. Honestly, I don't even know where to begin. This is one of the craziest semi-final performances I have ever seen. There's so many underdog stories that can happen within a tournament, but Jordan is one of these special occasions where they're actually pulling it mm -hmm. off. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they started off so hot in this tournament with a huge win against Malaysia, and they've shown throughout the rest of the tournament since that point that they can play some of the most offensive, electric, dynamic football in all of Asia. But I'll be honest, I did not think they'd get no. all the way to the final. No, no, no. no, I, just, no. I just can't no, believe no, no. it. Yeah. No. And... If you haven't watched the game, Jordan-South Korea semifinal 2023 AFC Asian Cup, stop this podcast right now and go watch the entire yep. match, even though you already know the score, 2-0, 2-0 against the mighty South Korea. Jordan just put on one of the best performances I've ever seen in a semifinal. Crazy looking at this matchup and just seeing how people projected it would come out with so many people, including us, saying that South Korea would end up getting the result here and going on to the final. The name the quality of the South Korean side. I mean, it's been highlighted, mm. but it's crazy because when you think about an explosive offense, when you think about a really reliable defense, normally you would think of South Korea, but instead it's Jordan that fulfills those traits 100% with the way they came out firing in this match, dude. I was, I was so impressed with how after 30 minutes in this game, it was clear who was the better team. And not just that, the mentality of this Jordanian side with that idea of, I'm not stuck here with you. You're stuck in here with me. And they showcase that for 90 minutes straight and they see themselves now in a final, dude, a final which is remarkable because can you guess what were their odds of winning the title before the tournament started in terms of like where they ranked out of all 24 teams what oh, do you think they ranked wow yeah. okay that, that that's yeah. a fun question that's a fun little question what do you think so they before ranked before the bookies what yes. would they have jordan as yeah. winning this yeah okay out of 24 out of 24 oh wow dude okay yes i'll probably put them uh, i would say middle to under middle of the pack so I don't know, like 16, 18? Okay. It's actually 11th. Really? 11th, okay. but they had teams like the UAE. They had teams like Thailand, Uzbekistan, Saudi Arabia, all ranked above them. The 11th best odds in the AFC Asian Cup to win the tournament, and here they are with an actual chance to do it, man. History in the making. That's such a good point, though. Making that comparison, saying that Jordan actually played the way that many people thought Korea would play. And if you looked at this game specifically, dude, from back to front, it looked like Jordan had the talent all across Europe rather than Korea. But it's kind of crazy because when you look at this Jordanian 11, dude, it's like 
50% all based in the Jordanian league. And then you have Altamari just randomly in Montpellier. Mm-hmm. It's it's absolutely wild. And you look at it, you would have thought Yazan was the one playing at Wolverhampton mm-hmm. Wanderers, not Juan Chan. You would have thought Altamari Ooh, was the one playing yeah. at Tottenham rather than Hongmin Chan. Yeah, honestly. It was actually kind of crazy. And looking at the back line, Nasib, we've highlighted them all tournament. Same with Al-Arab. We, you would have thought that these guys would be playing in Europe for, you know, top five, top six European league. Absolutely ridiculous how dominant they Mm -hmm. looked. And as you said, in the first 20 minutes, it was so apparent that Jordan wanted to win this way more than South Korea. But not just that mentality, they were able to execute an uh, an amazing game plan set up by Amuta because they did the exact opposite of what Australia did to South Korea. Australia completely sat back, zero press, but by design, nearly worked. Jordan went the complete opposite way, full press. Yep. And they honestly, I was wondering if they were going to die down at any point during the game. Yeah, they did the natural thing of letting off a little bit, but for the most part, they never let a body off of a South Korean that was on the ball. It was a full press the entire match. And I was so impressed with the execution of it, because they looked incredible. Jordan put on a near perfect performance. Dude, it was crazy because... I just think so much of it came down to mentality, like this fearlessness that they had against the South Koreans. Like there are moments where a Jordan player would be faced with like three or four South Koreans and every single time, instead of passing the ball back, he would go for it, bro. He would try to dribble his way through. And I'm talking kind of vaguely here because there's a number of Jordanian players that did that in this game that just tried to take on a number of South Korean players and it worked, bro. Like there was a moment where Yazan had one of the best dribbles and I've seen in the box very, very tight. Like he had it on a (laughs) yo-yo and he shoots a shot and amazingly gets saved by the South Korean goalkeeper. Incredible save, but it would have been one of the goals of the tournament had he scored. But I think that that little highlight represents this mentality because they were fearless, man. Fearless today. The same way they were against Tajikistan, the same way they were, they were against Iraq. I mean, they proved to be the better team here, and they proved that they're not just a dark horse team making a run to the final now. They're one of the top teams in Asia, man. Like, genuinely. genuinely. And that's what's been the craziest realization throughout this tournament. Absolutely. And we'll talk about it in a finals preview, but if, if they play like this, Jordan, Jordan can win this whole thing. They easily that's could. The, it's not, that's a, fluke. The cra- it's like not a, a It's not by luck, dude. No. That, that's, that's crazy. That's what's crazy. And going off of those crazy runs that Yazan did in that first half, I, I, I was like, where is this like, <laughs> Where is this performance from Yazan coming from? Because that crazy dribble run that he had on that right side in the box was absolutely ridiculous before that though he created another chance where he picked up the ball in the center of the pitch and he just ran ran at the heart of the korean defense found a little bit of space on the left hand side shoots it doesn't have full connection with it but still has to force a save from the korean goalkeeper there was so many dribble penetration yeah. moments, as you said, not just from Yazan, but from every single Jordanian midfielder or winger. How many times did Altamari pick the ball up on the wing in space and then just attack? But not only just attack the open space, when things got tight, he found his way around the Korean yeah. defenders yeah. in isolation. It was 
ridiculously impressive. And but again, not even just from Altamari. Almardi had a really good game. Yep. Nur and Nizar, who made a return in this match, were phenomenal in the midfield. How many times did Jordan pick up the ball from a Korean in the midfield, dude? <laughs> oh I lost God, count. Man. The, oh the God. commentator even started saying, like, I'm starting to sound like I'm a repeating record yeah. here because Koreans lose the ball, Jordan going on the offensive yep. end. It was amazing how many times Jordan were able to just pick up the ball from a Korean mistake and just attack. It was a brilliant to watch, bro. A no, brilliant performance brilliant, from Jordan. I, brilliant I literally cannot stop saying that. I can't believe it, man. Without Olwan, too. But yeah. it's like his spirit just integrated itself into the full front line because they all play with that dribbling ability that he has. Yeah. And man, just all these players, bro. It's just crazy what they were able to do. Since 1996, every country that's knocked out uh, Iraq has gone on to win the Asian Cup. I saw that yeah. stat. Yeah. A, we had a comment in one of our videos saying that Jordan might actually have a good chance because of that. Because of history, man. That's <laughs> dude, nearly 20 years of that stat being true. That's crazy. Really weird. That's crazy. Now, let's focus in on the other side of this equation here, South Korea. Mm. And let's talk about them real quick, about what went wrong for them on this day. Is it a Klinsman disaster class? Is it more so that they just missed out on Kim Min Jae and that defense was just completely open? What was it, do you think, ultimately that ends up knocking South Korea out of this tournament and what ultimately ends up being a pretty shameful way, man? Honestly, I think, well, two things. First thing, I think the back-to-back -back extra times actually played a yeah, huge part of this. I noticed that, yeah. Because Lee Kang-in, Hyung Min-sung, Kwang Ki-chan just weren't their active selves. They were a little bit, but when you consider how many dribble runs they did against Australia, it kind of makes sense that they were just out of gas by the second half in this match against Jordan. The first half, they kind of created a couple of chances. Lee Jae-sung had a header that hit the post off a really nice little give-and-go on the right-hand side. There was another nice little give-and-go on the left-hand side with the left-back uh, Seoul. Draw a penalty but uh, at first, mm -hmm. but then VAR rightfully turned it over. And so there was something for Korea in the first half, but other than those few chances, nothing. Absolutely no. nothing in the second half. And I, I do think it's down to the extra times there that they have to fatigue. play. Uh, just fatigue. And then secondly, you already said it, Kim Min-jae. That's just, just a huge miss. Yeah. I mean, he's an elite defender. Not having that and your replacement being a K-League defender, no disrespect, I just think it's going to be a little bit tough. Especially when... The Korean defense, even with him, has been very, very leaky. So I just think it was not going to work well for Korea defensively. Couple that with the fatigue up front. Yeah. They just weren't ultimately up for it. And the way Jordan started out, I think, I think Korea yeah. was like, oh shit, uh, this is going to be real yeah, tough. We're not ready for this. Yeah, really, we're not ready. Like, that's what got me. That's why where I was wrong in my analysis and the build to this game was I thought that that... I thought that the lack of Kim Min Jae not being on this team would be countered by the offense just being much more explosive in this game. But like you said, they did not provide an ounce of that this game. Yeah. Right? Like that, that front three was completely out of it this match. Completely out of it. And actually, a third reason I forgot to say, but Klinsman did get one thing I think drastically wrong, and it was starting Hyung Min Sun as the center forward. All of Sun's best moments and opportunities against Australia when he was on the left wing picking up the ball in space. He starts in an advanced position in the number nine spot, he's going to see way less of the ball. I remember thinking in the entire first half, I was like, Son has touched the ball maybe five times. 
at the end of the first half. But that's down to where he starts out on the pitch. And by the end of the second half, he was picking up the ball where the center backs were because he was just he was fed up. He's like, give me the goddamn ball. And I just think Klinsman got that completely wrong. He should have just started Cho, even though he's not been that good this, mm-hmm. uh, even though he's not been that good this tournament. But have Son on the wing, and then maybe put Lee Kang in in a central position and Kwang Ki Chan on the other wing. I think that would have been a much more useful offensive formation. So I think Klinsman got that wrong. Yeah, I think he got it wrong, and ultimately, I do think that he isn't the option for South Korea. For a number of reasons. First off, if you look at this whole tournament that he put together, I mean, time and time again, they were inches away from being eliminated, but yeah. got saved by the pure grace of luck. But then not just that, I think the I think the overall lack of support from South Koreans themselves isn't a good sign here. Like, I know that his resume is much more impressive than that of like maybe, you know, maybe like the top K-League coach, for example. But I think that lack of support from the fan base is just almost too toxic in a way like you can't win with a fan base that's so against you almost from the get-go and i've noticed that from south koreans they've been looking for reasons to get rid of during klinsman they've been look they've been waiting they've been yeah. they've been uh looking to have that reason to get him out of this team and i do think ultimately even though they were a game away from the final i think the way they got here wasn't too convincing i at least predict that i don't see him holding the south korean job for the foreseeable future personally yeah, I agree. I, I think he will keep the job just because, you know, he did get to the semifinal, theoretically. And they did deserve it in some certain ways. But how much you attributed to Klinsman, and I agree. Are the Korean players playing for Klinsman? Like Jordan is playing for Amuta? Mm. Or are they just kind of playing for themselves and pride is the reason why they got to the semifinals? I think there's a big difference mm. in how you get there. And if it's just themselves not really thinking Klinsman's the guy, then I, I think he does ultimately have to go as well. But I think the Korean FA will keep him, but he'll definitely be walking on eggshells. If they run you know, even just a little string of bad results, they'll probably look for a, a new coach. Guys, let us know in the comments. Should Klinsman keep his job or should he be looking to leave and go elsewhere? To be completely honest, I actually was really shocked that Paulo Bento left after the World Cup because I didn't think they played that poorly. And I thought that he had built a decent foundation on how to attack because their offense was really good. They just kind of needed to fix the defense. And so I thought it was just kind of, I thought a little short-sighted to immediately let go of Palo Bento. He was only there for like, what, two years? And and then and then the coach that you get is not really an upgrade. It's maybe at best a lateral move and getting Klinsman. I just, I just think it's been weird for Korea in their coaching position over the last couple of appointments. So, yeah, I, I wonder, I really do wonder what's going to happen. What a result for Jordan, man. That that for sure is the story of the tournament oh here, man. And one of the craziest things I've seen in knockout football, honestly, with them making it to the final in the most deserving fashion. Match rating for this one, I'm going to go 8.5. I love seeing history get made. I love seeing Jordan and all their fans in attendance at one point booing South Korea, man. It was a beautiful scene. The atmosphere was there. And the result, man, it speaks for itself. One of the greatest results we've seen here at the Asian Cup. Jordan gets the victory, 8.5 for me. Yeah, I gave it the same thing, 8.5. Would have been higher if Korea ultimately showed up, but it was just pure Jordanian dominance. But one of the most entertaining dominant performances we've seen at this cup. Jordan was so electric on the offensive end, and then they coupled it on the defensive end with a relentless press. One of the best performances I've seen at this tournament, 8.5. Let's go, Jordan, baby. Guys, make sure to comment, like, and subscribe. Let us know what you thought about this match, and we'll catch you guys tomorrow for the Qatar-Iran match as well. Till next time, guys. Peace.